Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This show is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out for the ultimate and commercial broker training. It's 21 one-hour videos. There's forms. There's a calculator. It's, it's fantastic. You'll love it. If you're an agent or you, want, you know an agent wants to be really good at commercial brokerage, have them check it out, CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, today we're going to talk about a submarket of commercial real estate that's kind of seems like it's always fairly popular and stable through all market cycles. Here we are in the end of January, beginning of February of 2024, and you know interest rates have kind of hopefully just now stabilized as of December. What the Fed's saying, maybe rates are coming down a little bit in some places. But what's happening with the single tenant net lease investment market? Well, let's find out. Please welcome my guest. This is Nancy Miller, and Nancy is president of the um, National Single Tenant Net Lease Investment Group at Bull Realty. That's a mouthful. Nancy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. So, Nancy, you've been uh, doing the single tenant net lease investment property sales, you know, mainly throughout the Southeast for a very long, very long career. Uh, as we went through this cycle, I guess you've seen some similarities to past cycles and, and maybe some new things. Uh, kind of what jumps out to you about that single tenant net lease investment market today compared to maybe past cycles? Well, I think we're starting to see some uh, energy back in the cycle uh, last year because of interest rates um, and uh, still suppressed cap rates. It was a little slower. We're starting to see a little bit more electricity in the market. Uh, more buyers are out there. Um, we want to get a little bit more supply out there. But other all, all things considered, I'm kind of optimistic about 24 um, and 25 as well as the feds try to normalize things. Yeah, and you know, and through all property types, we've seen a slowdown in transaction volume. You know, what did you see in 2023 for volume compared to two years before in the single tenant net lease world? Um, it was down probably 20 to 30 percent in total transaction volume. Um, some of the larger tenants uh, had a lot of transactions, but those were down also a little bit across the board. And we had some new players that started entering the market in 23, uh, some uh, new startup uh, uh, concepts and so forth. But, um, you know, everyone is still in the market, but it's just it's it's just starting to uh, pick up a bit, I think, and we'll see more and more of that with the new construction as, as well. Yeah. And when I look at the single tenant net lease properties hitting the market, it seems like I'm seeing a wild uh, variation on, on cap rates. I'm still seeing some fours, you know, and uh, three and a halfs. Uh, and then I'm seeing some, you know, sevens and, and things on some, looks like some really strong national tenants. W what are you seeing for cap rate trends right now? Um, cap rates do vary, as you said. Uh, the, the threes and fours are probably ground leases, in my my estimation. Mm -hmm. um, Chick Fil A loves their ground leases, and they can get a pretty penny for them. Mm -hmm. um, I, if you like Chick Fil A, um, but uh, we're seeing a variation. The higher cap rates are starting to come in as uh, some of the 
developers are realizing their properties aren't selling at these recent historic low cap rates, so they're having to gradually increase them. So we're seeing some of that. We're also seeing a little bit more activity in national tenants that have shorter lease terms, and they can come to us with a seven plus cap rate, and the investor is still getting a very strong national credit tenant with all the bells and whistles of that, but they're not paying, they're not buying in at a five and a half or six cap rate. So we're seeing a little bit of all that. And some folks are still stuck in the low cap rate mentality, which yeah. is not keeping them on, it is keeping them on the market far longer. Yeah. And what were average cap rates say in 2022 compared to 2023? What, how, how much did you see things kind of overall increase? Um, there's probably a 40 basis point difference. Uh, so if I was at a five, six cap rate with uh, some of the national credit tenants, I may be at a six cap rate this year for the very same property. Um, and that's that's kind of what's happening uh, across the board. I think I think that the sellers, um, if you're not an in, uh, a developer, a seller is still looking for the bottom cap rate that they can get top dollar and they're realizing that that's not happening and we're seeing that a lot of um, price in, uh, decreases mm -hmm. and cap rate increases to counterbalance if they want to sell and and those sellers who are selling are pretty much wanting to invest back in the market mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. so what are some sample properties that are available today as far as the ten and, and the cap rate um, the the uh, most prolific is uh, your dollar stores today. They still remain uh, by far. They're, they sell in, not in the tens and not in the twenties, but in the hundreds. Um, where we started at the beginning of 2020, uh, 2023, uh, cap rates for our typical 15-year triple net uh, dollar general might have been uh, at a, a six cap or a 595. That same property today could be a 675 cap. Um, we're seeing uh, all kinds of um, more franchise properties for sale, franchise locations, but the market velocity in terms of how many properties are on the market right now, I think everybody is, is looking but not jumping in the water to sell, and it's actually a great time for a buyer, my opinion. Yeah. Well, if you're a cash buyer, it's certainly you're getting yeah. a better return, yeah. right, than yeah. you were even a, a year ago. But Absolutely. most buyers will prefer to get some debt. What are you seeing for loans available on these national credit uh, long-term lease deals? Um, lenders like them a lot. Uh, they are, uh, because cap rates are not as high as they used to be, um, that becomes a constraint where the lenders will uh, ask for a higher loan-to-value, where Typically, I would do a 30 to 35% loan-to-value 22 and 2022 and 21. I'm likely to see today somewhere between a 40 and 50% equity loan, requirement. Equity yep. requirement. Right. And uh, you made it rate-wise. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing they, they like triple nets and they like double nets, the, the lenders. They love them. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is obviously the, the long-term stability of them. And we're seeing a typically a 25 or 30 year AM 
uh, we're seeing a five-year balloon where we normally would see a seven or a 10-year balloon. But I spoke with a lender the other day who said they're now starting to do non-recourse loans, which shows more confidence in the um, market. In the So I think people can get uh, very good loans. And um, What rates range are you seeing? I would say that in in the national credit tenant net lease environment where you've got a strong tenant, you're probably looking at high sixes to low sevens pretty much. Okay. And that's come down just a little bit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's helpful. Um, you know, it, when you look at interest rates historically, it still seems like a good rate. But if you've been in the, bu- the business only 10 years or so, it's that's like, right. what? That's <laughs> what? Right. what happened to free money, right? That's right. That's what are some of the uh, popular... Uh, brands uh, that investors like uh, buying these days? Um, they like the tried and true, the the dollar stores, of course. Um, dollar Tree is really starting to grow. Uh, they also like t- typically Starbucks and your fast foods, uh, your Wendy's and, and so forth. Um, I've had a lot of activity in recent times and uh, in the auto tire area and auto such as uh, your Christian Brothers and your Caliber Collisions and um, your uh, Mavis Tire and your Goodyear and so forth. Uh, Because regardless of our economy and regardless of coming out of COVID um, and regardless of the quote unquote uh, concern about EV or electric vehicles, people still have to take care of their vehicles. So that whole sector is is one that I would say is is quite strong and it's stronger and I'm um, I've got a lot of uh, activity currently in that sector as well. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, overall, we're we're seeing uh, all property types seem to start picking up some momentum. Even banks thinking, hey, maybe if we'd go ahead and get through this and work this out or or, or take this property back and get it on the market. But the single tenant in that lease world has always seemed to be a considered a safe haven, right, in in times of of down cycles. What do you expect for velocity and cap rates moving forward through 2024? Um, I I would say that my crystal ball is not much better than anyone else's, but in talking to lenders and in talking with um, people who are out there in the world, I think we're going to see maybe a 10 to 20 to 25 percent improvement in cap rates, uh, basis points. So for example, if I was at a six and a half cap rate right now, I could look to buy somewhere in this year, 6.75 to 6.9. So we're going to see an uplift in cap rates. So if you're a buyer, it's good news. It's very good news. Okay. And and the other thing I always encourage people, they, they kind of say, yeah, but those rates, and I say, uh-uh. I said, how much are you making on your CDs? How much are you making on your, you know, your other investments in the market? And they say, uh, you know, whatever, five and a half percent, five and a quarter. Well, take a look at what net lease investing, which is so secure long term, will do for you. And by the way, can you depreciate your stocks and securities and your CDs? The answer, of course, is no. And so there are so many tax advantages of being in commercial real estate, specifically my area, net lease, because it's a long-term investment horizon, which is, uh, if I'm doing long-term planning, financial planning, I like that. Yeah, Personally. and it's not its not like, I guess, potential in the stock market is you have really big losses, right? I guess in, the, in real estate, you still always have the real estate there. <laughs> mm-hmm. As, 
and you know, single tenant net lease investment property is one of the places that we kind of go to uh, when investors are buying their first commercial properties, right? If there's nothing that fits their own companies that they control to to be a tenant. Um, the single tenant net lease world seems to be a, a great place. What would you tell investors who maybe are out there looking for um, acquisitions today in the net lease world? Um, I would tell them to not be concerned about where the property is. I would say, uh, look at the companies out there, the tenants, look at the brands that you frequent. Do you go to, um, uh, what fast foods do you go to? Where do you have your car service? Where do you have this, that, and the other? What do you use? And then don't worry about, are they in your local environment, your local town? The whole purpose of a net lease property is that it's pretty much hands-off. It's, as we say, you press the easy button. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell people to look, don't constrain yourself to where your state that you live in. Um, Look for uh, opportunities. It could be anywhere. It could be in a small town, a large town. If that property is a national credit tenant, that means it's a strong lease guarantee. And you don't care. And if they have a history that they've been in that location for years and years, chances are they're not going anywhere. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of... Well, that's great. And and, and we sold a, a bunch of single-tenant net lease properties to a, to a family, and I think we sold them about 12 of them. And it's interesting, they asked, uh, well, you guys, we manage this for us. And I'm like, you don't need us to manage it. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? I mm-hmm. said, well, if a tenant ever calls you, whatever they ask you, just say no. If it gets beyond that, then call me. <laughs> and, so, and they're they're true triple net, long-term leases, and you know, not a lot to do, but, but if the tenant talks to you about a lease renegotiation um, or something like that, yeah, then pull us in. But but uh, yeah, everyday business, there's not much really to do. It shouldn't it's be. Mailbox money, right? That's right. It shouldn't be. What about sellers today? You know, uh, it's like some sellers of, of like we sold some office properties and everybody says, oh, office is in tank. Mm-hmm. But then we got some office properties that are selling for really big numbers. And I think it's because of where they're located and they're smaller size. Mm-hmm or they've got really good tenants in there with long-term leases. You know, what do you see in the net lease world? Um, we're, we're seeing a, a great, um, I wouldn't say great values, but we're seeing great stability. I, mm-hmm. I think there, there is a lot out there. One of the things that I often will do though, is if I know, let's say you say to me, I really like uh, Goodyear, I'll make that, make that up. And I'm looking around, I can't find any Goodyears, but I know where to go to find who the owners, the sellers are for those good years. And I'll, I'll say to them, uh, we've got a very qualified buyer who likes this property type. And I will then uh, see if we can make a deal. And um, oftentimes the seller says, well, I don't know what I do with my money. I don't want to have to pay taxes. And I'll say, no problem. We can do it. We'll help you with a 1031 exchange. I've done that a few times. And uh, as people seem to do well with that and you just you know reinvest the money and move up if you make a few dollars on what you bought this good year and you sell it make a few more dollars suddenly you take a small investment and it's now become a larger and larger investment as you parlay it and that's what people like to do in in this environment that's very typical that's a good point uh we're seeing more and more in some of the uh, property types that we sell of folks especially if they're retirement age um, looking at owner financing of these deals and doing an installment sale so that you have the better tax advantages. And then you have the income, right, from from the mortgage, so you have tax advantages. Maybe you get more for the property. You've got less costs. 
more buyers. So there's kind of three benefits there. Uh, but I don't, when I think of single tenant net lease, I don't think too much of owner finance. Are you seeing any of that yet? No, uh, yeah. not really. I yeah. think people want out of it because they want to do an exchange, a 1031 mm-hmm. exchange, and they want to go into another property that maybe has more years left on a new lease or uh, it's just a property that they've found and they like it. Um, it's it's not as common in the net lease sector to see owner financing, but that shouldn't be a uh, something we should overlook, yeah. uh, f- certainly. And what we're also seeing is more motivation from sellers because all of these great loans that were in place five years ago that were really low, some of them are ballooning now. And the sellers don't want to come back in the market and take their three and a half or 4% interest rate and pay a little more. They said they say you know I'll, I'll let me sell this and take a profit and mm-hmm. um, and let me see what I want to do next if I want to do yeah. a 1031 or I want to go pay the taxes and so forth so we're seeing a lot of that and Nancy you mentioned some of the advantages of a single tenant net lease property as compared to other kind of safe investment vehicles the, the tax advantages and depreciation advantages uh, but what do you say to an investor who doesn't like potential thought of negative leverage where maybe they're getting a, a five the six cap property and they've got to pay six and a half percent or seven on their loan you know, we've seen traditionally through past downturns people still making money with negative leverage mm-hmm. but what are they saying in your world today um well that that's something that you have to consider but if you if you put enough money down at the front end uh the 40 or 50 percent down Uh, in all likelihood, you'll have positive cash flow. The second thing you want to look for in a net lease property is rent increases. Mm -hmm. So over a period of time, my going in may be a six cap. But when I, if I have rent increases every year or every five years, or in some cases with dollar stores, they're a longer term to get a rent bump. But when I have those rent increases, my yield over a period of time is, it becomes far better and my negative cash flow will go away, and chances are that property is going to appreciate in value as opposed to depreciate just because over time land, you know, land cost and building cost today, we've seen a, uh, in, with some of the developers we work with, um, they've had a 20 to 30% increase in the cost of the materials and construction and so forth so if if you bought bought something in the olden days or older property, that property just because of the cost of replacing it, that property is inherently worth more. Interesting, today. Mm-hmm. and that's interesting. I think a lot of people are looking at that as well as the price per pound or price per square foot, the lower bases that you can get into, uh-huh. especially if you're not a highly leveraged buyer, right? And you're a long-term hole, which most commercial real estate is, is considered long-term hole mm-hmm. on liquid. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying at a lower basis, it might be a real good time to buy. Well, what would you leave our audience with to think about in the single-tenant net lease world, Nancy? I would say, good question. I would say use this as an opportunity to learn about the net lease world. If you're listening to these uh, shows that you do, people are interested in them. Um, I would say there is no downside to looking, um, work with uh, a broker. I'm glad to talk with people. I I talk with people all the time uh, to introduce them to it if they're first-time investors. Um, And 
very experienced investors, now is a good time to find out what your property is worth because there's a little bit of a shortage of good real estate on the market right now. So you may be able to get a more premium price today than you might as interest rates go down. Yeah. Oh, well, good point. Always good to know what your property might bring so you can make good decisions uh, either way. Mm-hmm. Well, Nancy, thanks for joining us. Good information. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It was fun. All right. Take care. Thank you. And thanks for joining us around the country. Thanks for sharing the show. Please reach out to us. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bullet Realty. For commercial brokerage sales and leasing in the Southeast U.S., contact our show host by email at michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success Strategies, 21 incredible one-hour agent training videos. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. And by Lumen. For senior housing, healthcare, and multifamily financing, visit lumen.com. For more podcasts and videos, subscribe and visit CREshow.com.